25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, let's go. Let's roll. Hour number two of the show. Off and running has begun here. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. You get all of that and more when you go to Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Let them give a let them have a shot at it. Check them out at favrates.com. Hometown heroes there. Local agents in all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi. What up? Hour two has begun. In just a bit, we're going to talk, if everything goes according to plan, with Jim Dunaway. He's one of the hosts of the Jocks Roundtable, WJOX in the ham, in Birmingham, B-Ham. A couple hours from here. So we'll talk with him if everything goes square. And look, a lot to talk about with him. I'd love to know his thoughts, what have been their thoughts. Uh, thoughts. They are one state over right across the line as they have. They talk college football, as you know, year-round. Never let up. There really is no baseball season over there. <laughs> Even though, look, there's a few diehards and Auburn baseball is going to be really good and and are going to be really good for a long time as long as Butch Thompson's running their program and Bo Hannon's going to do a good job at Alabama. They've got to and all that kind of stuff. Still, in terms of his radio audience in Birmingham, it's college football 365 days a year. So I'm uh, going to ask Jim about what it looks like from his perspective over there in Birmingham, the Mike Leach hire. And the Egg Bowl rivalry, now that we have Lane and Leach, what's what do they think is going to happen? But also, I don't know if you saw this, Auburn was one of, well, they're just a handful of undefeated basketball teams in the entire country. I know they were the only remaining undefeated team in the SEC. And last night, the Alabama Crimson Tide ran Auburn out of the gym. Was it 20 points right around there? So let's see. Are they talking basketball in Alabama? We'll find all that out. We'll talk with Jim coming up in just a couple of minutes. First, though, on the Divinity Equipment phone, it's Lynn hanging on. What's up, Lynn? Hey, Matt. I appreciate your film studies you do with us down on all that stuff, man. That's real good stuff. Uh, Thank you. Especially coming from a former player. I don't know what you thought. Of. I heard the comment about how Colin Hill would fit into the Leach's system. I think he's going to fit like a glove on a hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think I think it'll back defensive stuff when it goes to the football. He'll have room to actually get going, and if he ever gets loose, he's he's trouble. Uh, I look for a big year from Kylan this year. I think he can probably average, you know, seven seven yards a carry, and probably have about 120 carries. And mm-hmm. I I believe he's got a chance to be a 500 yard receiver in this offense, given the way he can run in space and the 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 style of runner he is. He's an angry runner. I think it's going to be real good, and I'm just going to see what you thought about that. I tell you what I think, Lynn. It's a big deal that he's back. And listen, it, let's put it this way: if Kylan Hill doesn't fit your system, then it's time to change your system. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he fits football. Yeah. He's yeah. A football player. It'd be like saying, you, you know, it'd be like saying, well, Anthony Dixon. Yeah, it doesn't really fit in that system. Okay, well then, time to get a new system. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to find a bad, a, you got a bad system. That's right. They're gonna they're gonna build some things around him because he can go. He's really going to help. And he catches the ball really well. He's shown that. Didn't get a ton of opportunities, but he catches it really well. And you're right. You're going to see shovel passes. You're going to see screen passes. Um, you're going to see him line up with two backs back there and run the ball, zone run stuff. They'll do some of that some. But they're really going to spread it around. He's got a, he's got a real chance to actually and, and truthfully jump up around in the draft for coming back. But with, with this offense, I think it's really going to going to be a good thing for him and for us. Yeah, and, I think uh, so too. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you in Hale State and have a good show. I'll get back to listening. Appreciate it, Lynn. Hale State to you too. Thanks so much for the phone call. All right, flip the switch. His name is Jim Dunaway. He's one of the hosts of the Jocks Roundtable, WJOX, big-time sports station out of Birmingham, and they talk college football year-round. Had an interesting basketball result last night as well, but real treat. Get a chance to catch up with Jim here on the show on the Divinity Equipment phone. Hey, Jim, hope you're doing well, man. I haven't hey, talked man. to you since. I mean, it's look, it's January 16th. Is it too late for me to say Happy New Year? <laughs> it, it is not. It is always good to get a happy new year. Unless I'm flipping switch too much, we've probably been talking as much Mississippi State football over here as we have any other football other than LSU. Well, that's what I was kind of going to ask you is what it's been like for you and, and kind of your reaction, but also maybe just kind of the overall reaction there in your state since that news that Mike Leach was in the SEC. Well, as you know, we have a huge group of Mississippi State alumni here, a huge fan base in Birmingham mm-hmm. for the for the Bulldogs. And there are billboards, at least three of them I've seen in town, welcoming Mike Leach to the SEC, to Mississippi State, and state fans are fired up. One of my dear friends who's a long time he's a graduate and a longtime family booster over at Mississippi State. He's got a he's got an Alabama license plate on order with a big A R G and a, a line of H's after that, a big R. <laughs> so the excitement level from the state fans over here are, are through the roof. And you know, when when I we're seeing names like Billy Napier and Hudspeth and, and things like that, you know, that wasn't exciting me as much as you know someone else would have. But when you bring in Leach to the to this conference, that instantly makes Mississippi State interesting and different. There's an excitement level to that, and I think on any given Saturday that when he gets his quarterback, whether he's on the roster now or the next guy he finds, 
then on any given Saturday, Mississippi State can line up and beat anybody in the conference. He's shown that at Texas Tech and Washington State, and I think he'll be playing with a better group of athletes on the roster and start role than he ever has had at his other two previous stops. So I, 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 I cannot find a reason not to be excited about this, and um, I, I'm, I'm fired up to have him in the conference. I, I'm really excited to see how his system works in the best football conference in America. That's the most intriguing part about all this. And, I mean, it kind of goes without saying, too, doesn't it, Jim, that everybody's looking forward to SEC media days? Yes. Yes, because he'll, hey, he'll answer anything. 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 We had him on the air, and he spent eight minutes, nine minutes, telling us about a trip he took to Israel. <laughs> and it was the most fascinating tour of the Holy Land that I can remember outside of a Sunday service. <laughs> it was fantastic. And uh, he described everything to detail. And, you know, a trip to Key West with him or a trip to a coffee shop with him is interesting. And I find those people to be the kind of people I want to hear stories from. Right. And the only thing I, I worry about is us in the SEC being so serious about our football that on a Saturday afternoon, if State loses the game ever again, and he is uh, a little, you know, lighthearted in his answers compared to the way we take the heaviness of it all. Then how is that digested? Um, but you know, they they may not they may not lose enough to have to worry about that. Sure. Yeah. Well, just kind of wait and see. Jim Dunaway on your radio right now. You touched on it. Um, that's the thing, the intriguing thing. We're all wondering. Okay, how is the system going to work in the SEC? Over the years, as you've watched them, did you think it would work? Like, if I had asked you 10 years ago, hey, this guy out at Texas Tech, you think that would work in the SEC? What do you think about that? Well, I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. Um, I, I've been the guy who used to say there's no way that would work in the SEC when mm -hmm. he was at Texas Tech. And I was the guy, I'll be honest, that when Urban Meyer was coming to Utah, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work in the SEC. Dan Mullen, Urban Meyer system when they came from Utah to Florida. Yeah. Well, it worked, and football has changed to where they play it more like Dan Mullen and they play it more like Mike Leach than they play it like Gene Stallings anymore. You know? Yeah. Sure. And and that's where football is. You guys are talking about Colin Hill and moving around in, in, in the draft. You go out there and show that you can catch passes in the way we play football now in 2020. Uh, then, yeah, you're going to find your stock rising. And his return to Mississippi State told me that that Mike Leach landed on that plane, landed that plane to start, grabbed a cowbell, shook it off the plane, met those players, and he convinced a couple of superstars to say, you know what, I'm not going to get paid yet. I'm going to come back in here and leave a legacy with Mississippi State football. And to me, that says as much about Mike Leach as his air raid system or his funny stories. He convinced guys to pass up cold, hard cash, to, pa to pass up cold, hard cash to come back and say, man, I will play for you and I will help leave a legacy. And to me, that says a lot about the coach you're getting. Jim, I hadn't talked to you uh, since. So what also do you think about Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss? Uh, I like that hire, too. You know, he, in a in a... Not as quirky way, not as interesting way sometimes. Lane uh, gives us a lot to talk about, and I love his play calling. 
Mm-hmm. You know, football-wise, that guy can call some football plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched him at Alabama as an offensive coordinator. I don't think he's as immature as he used to be. I think he's had a change in his personal life. And, you know, at, at Ole Miss, just like at Mississippi State, you're surrounded by great high school athletes. So I've seen Lane Kiffin with the best of the best call plays good enough to get uh, Blake Sims, led Alabama team, one-year starter, that nobody thought could win football games into the college football playoffs. I saw him take Jake Coker, who was a cast-off at Florida State, and win a national championship with him. Mm-hmm. And he was going to win a, in my belief, he was going to win a national championship with Jalen Hurts had he not got distracted on his way to the national championship game and got let go the week before the game. And I think he would have won a title that year against Clemson as well. So the guy can call play, and this is an offensive league now. It's an offensive world, and that's a good place to start. And he will make Ole Miss um, a very savvy social media, cool place to go play football. So I like that hire, too. Uh, and it is so much above, in my opinion, what uh, Missouri did with Eli and, and what uh, Arkansas did with Sam Pittman. And, and truthfully, I'm more excited than if the two guys had stayed where they were um, in Moorhead and Luke, they're nice guys, but I'm more excited about watching Mississippi State and Ole Miss from afar than I was on any given Saturday this past year. No question. I think fans here feel the same way. Ticket sales obviously are reflecting that already. Jim Dunaway on your radio. You know, Jim, that's the thing, too. You've been covering the league for a long time, and I made a statement last year at some point, and it might have been middle of the season, October, November, and it was just a stray thought, and I said, you know – it's kind of boring, and when you look back 20 years ago at the characters you had coaching these teams, and I don't mean just in a funny way, but you know, you had in the league at one time, 15, 20 years ago, is you know Spurrier, and for a while there, Pat Dye and Rick and Jackie Sherrill, and you know, these coaches that you had at these different schools that it was interesting because of them. You know, from year to year. And dad gum, if we don't blink our eyes and in the SEC West look at the lineup of coaches, I'm not sure that there's, before we've even had a spring practice, I'm not sure there's a lineup of coaches that have been more intriguing at any one time in the SEC. And a lot of accomplishments uh, for these guys, too, that are lined up. But away from Leach and away from, from Kiffin, you know, Saban tells really good stories. Uh, about football and he really breaks down some X's and O's in interviews. He's really good at that. Gus is getting better at the interview process because of his relationship with Bruce Pearl. So mm-hmm. Gus has loosened up a bit. Will Muschamp at South Carolina. I thought he showed a lot of personality this past year. You guys know Dan Mullen can be a great interview at times. So yeah, this league has turned into a very uh, interesting league. Yeah, it really has. Jim Dunaway on your radio. Jim, uh, before we split, put football on the back burner. I didn't see that one coming last night. Alabama absolutely putting it on Bruce Pearl and Auburn. You mentioned him. Just ran Auburn out of the gym. Man, I did not see that coming. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of people did. Wimp Sanderson, former Alabama coach, called it on our show in his weekly visit last Thursday. He said Auburn would beat Georgia and then lose to Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And then Bruce Pearl, after the win over Georgia on Saturday, actually talked about, you know, our team's going to lose. And he was sort of setting the table. 
in speaking with their coaches last night after the game, they sort of felt like their team was getting a little bit more uh, deeply scouted, a little bit more sloppy in their play at the guard position, and that Alabama's pace of play could cause them uh, trouble. But as a guy who's watched Alabama basketball in recent years, when Auburn cut it to three a couple of times in the second half, Anthony Grant teams, Avery Johnson teams, late Mark Godfrey teams, they lost those games. And they didn't do that last night. They ran off on a 7-0 run after that one time, and another time they went on a 9-2 run, and they won the basketball game. And, And this Alabama team is dangerous, and they're starting to get comfortable playing with Nate Oates' pace of play. I don't know if they can turn it around enough at 9-7 and seven with a tough schedule that they've had already to get to the NCAA tournament, but I think Alabama may have found a gritty guy that they can hold on to that can make that program good again. You mentioned Wimp Sanderson, uh, Jim. Um, as a kid, I, I was never really a big autograph seeker or anything like that. But that I can remember, that might have been the one coach ever that I walked right up to and handed a program to and asked for his autograph. And it was when you remember when the high school, remember when the high school championships, they used to split them up and send half to Auburn and half to yeah. Tuscaloosa. And, um, absolutely. We were there one year. I was you know, a little bitty guy. We were there to watch our hometown. Russellville was in like the semifinal or something, but also Andalusia was there and Robert Ori playing for Andalusia high school. And there was wimp, Sanderson sitting on the front row in the stands with a guy. This is going to bring back memories for you. A guy named Gary Waits. You remember Gary Waits? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know the great point, point guard at one point. Yeah, the point guard at Alabama. He. I remember Gary Waits used to shoot free throws where he'd fake everybody out because he had that pause in the middle of his shot and everybody go <laughs> falling into the lane. You know. Yeah, and I walked up to uh, to Wimp and got his his autograph. He was really nice to me. And he said, hey, you want these players' autographs too? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> and he made them sign it for me and everything. And uh, it's really neat that you get to talk to him on a regular basis and that we still have him. You know, it's a really cool thing. Yeah, he, and he's not just good at basketball. He'll talk football and loves golf. I, I think he plays golf four or five days a week when he can. And uh, he, he loves he loves sports and he loves talking. Yeah. And uh, that makes for good radio. Wimps, Wimps, Wimps one of a kind. And uh, those basketball coaches – uh, back in the 80s, they have some stories. Oh, buddy. You know, Dale Brown and the like. You kidding me? You mean he likes golf yeah. more than you and, and Ryan? Surely he doesn't play more than well, you all you know, Well, I'm new. You know, I moved us to the morning, so I had to start playing. So I finally broke 90 this past year. Attaboy. Brown, Attaboy. I think. I think Brown Brown's going to be on tour at some point. I think he plays so much. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you about these guys that play that much. If they were any good, they wouldn't play that much. <laughs> you tell him I said that because the great golfers know uh, you got to let it rest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And let me tell you before you run me off. Um, if you don't follow this guy Matt Wyatt on social media, you should because uh, I click just for the videos. Um, the 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 walk through town videos. I don't know what it is, but it has a uh, CBS Sunday morning vibe to me. Like I could watch you drink coffee and walk through Tupelo, or you know, name another Mississippi town with the way you shoot that video. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's like watching something on the National Geographic ch- channel, and I could do it all day long. Man, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with a name for that, 
and and it's got something to do like a double entendre with sip because you know we we use that term endearingly for Mississippi, but it also we sip coffee. I just haven't figured it out. So if you yep. come up with any ideas on that note, hit me up, Jim. Well, you know, I'm better at you come up with the idea, and then I will tell you how I would have done it. I'm better that way. <laughs> that's it. That's that's why we're on the radio because we get to coach on Mondays. So um, that's right. That's right. Hey, perfect Jim, media guy. That's right. Perfect for media, Jim. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it. No problem. All right. Happy New Year, guys. See you. You too. See you. That's Jim Dunaway. Y'all follow him on Twitter at Jim Dunaway. <clears throat> He's with WJOX and. Been with him for a long time. He's been on television in the Birmingham area for a long time uh, also. You know, back to the conversation there, his perspective, the kind of the, the viewpoint of across the state line looking back at, you know, what we have here in Mississippi right now. Nothing against at all the previous coaches. And I know here in our state, y'all, I'm preaching to the choir when I say this to you, but has there ever been a more emphatic switcheroo and just change of the dynamic and the vibe with two hires just like that boom boom i mean just a a little while ago we've got matt luke and joe moorhead and we're sitting here now with lane kiffin and mike leach and you heard what jim says there in his area in birmingham nobody watches more football on television than the birmingham market the the ratings basically show you that. And he said, everybody's really interested now to watch all these games that State and Ole Miss are playing in because of who their coaches are. The ratings for State and Ole Miss games next year will go up, whether they're winning or not. Watch and see. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Andrew on Facebook. I should should I? I mean on Twitter. He's on Twitter at Radio White. Andrew says sip trips, sip trip. I like that. I could think of a lot to do with that. Ryan, yeah, sipping and tripping just didn't work. Sipping and tripping didn't work. There's too many. Different kind of show. There's more than two entendres. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan says a skip through the sip. Too long. Thank you, though. Greg says morning sip with two peas. <laughs> Mark Man, says. Guess, we got you on a morning show now. <laughs> right. Mark on uh, Facebook said sup while sipping and slipping around the sip or something like that. <laughs> That's all I got. Attaboy. Got to be a millennial there. That's. You know, one of the rules, one of the absolute, and it's so easy to get away from this, big marketing companies get away from it, they lose sight of it, gosh, do they ever, but it ought to be the number one thing that we always, before you put out any marketing message, any advertising message, before you give any speech, before you make any presentation, You ought to come back and check to make sure 
Is it clear and is it simple? And any word that is either typed or on the script or printed, any word that could be cut out, cut it out. Mm-hmm. Am I right, Roger? I've had to do that with scripts. And I, you know, I thought the script was awesome and the line was really good. And but I and I hated to take it out, but I had to. And then when mm-hmm. I did, when I got done, mm-hmm. it was the spot was better. It's better. That's right. Well, and less you, is more, as they say. Less is more. I mean, and it is so true. The more complicated life gets, the more valuable simplicity becomes. I'm reading something here. It's a great lesson for communicators, marketing, and PR professionals. Always simplify the message. Simple and clear will always cut through the noise. Just example, how many driving down the highway, how many billboards have you ever looked at and read more than five words? I'll give you the answer because I know the answer. Zero. (laughs) All right. Anthony in Tupelo texts the show. And he says, a national sports show reported that Bob Shoup had accepted an assistant coaching job at Michigan. Have you heard anything? I was catching, there was a little smoke around that, Anthony. Bob Shoup, Mississippi State's defensive coordinator the last two years under uh, Joe Moorhead. Not expected to be on state staff. And yes, now there are some reports popping up here and there. It was like, one was four hours ago. Another was like 15 minutes ago. You'll see it's out there in the internet lamp. Popping up, Bob Shoup to Michigan to join Jim Harbaugh's staff. Now, it's not a defensive coordinator thing, but it looks like that will be uh, the landing spot. Anyway, it's what it looks like. Eric on the text line says, great film study, Matt. I'm watching it during commercial breaks. (laughs) Well, keep it here, Eric. Super excited to see what this offense can do in the SEC. And, you know, I think exciting is the right word, but listen, there is no guarantee of anything. There's no guarantee. It's all about mixing and matching play calling and scheme and that kind of stuff, game planning to your personnel. Because if it doesn't match it, your personnel ain't going to work very well. Now, the other thing is, let me just give you a scenario. Eric, I am not saying this to you or any other state fan to throw any water on your current excitement level for Mike Leach at all. Because I don't know that this is going to happen. This is strictly a what if. What if in the first year there are a lot of growing pains in that offense? Roger, you came up with something a minute ago. You were reading me, and I want to go back to it. You found an article with some very interesting stuff in there about numbers of pass attempts. And didn't you tell me it came from a 24-7 sports article? Roger may have stepped away for a sec. Anyway, he was telling me about the number of pass attempts. And there was a quote from a coach or two that basically said, that's not going to change this year in the SEC for Mike Leach. They're still going to have the most pass attempts. <laughs> it's what they do. Now, Eric texted and mentioned the film study. If you're 
watching this on Facebook or Twitter, if you're listening on The Zone or anywhere else for that matter, he's talking about a video that I put together. It's just a handful of plays. It's like nine or ten plays from last year, last couple of years at Washington State for Mike Leach. But it's several different examples. Now, the one thing that the entire Mike Leach offense really that I've read and studied anyway has always been built off of or based off of is vertical routes running down the field past people. Everything is predicated on that. Looking at it in two ways. By running routes down the field and forcing defenses to have to back up and run down the field and cover us, what opportunity will that give us now to get a little room around the line of scrimmage to operate? And then vice versa. How can we then get somebody open down the field to hit it? That's you know, So everything's kind of predicated on that. Well, then this whole mesh concept came in where you constantly have two receivers running right past each other, crossing each other, right in the middle of the field. Like they, they take off the line, they run in the middle and cross each other. And they're making defenders decide, are we going to switch it up? We're going to run with them. And how do I avoid getting, you know, bumping into the guy and not being able to cover my guy? You know, so this mesh route, just a constant part of their offense. So a lot of stuff based off of that. And it's all about just executing it over and over and over and over with lots of little variations in pre-snap stuff. Pre-snap being how you line up and how you motion before the snap and try to get people open. But one thing I notice, and I'm looking at this for the in the case of Kylan Hill, they are very creative in the ways they figured out to get the running back the ball last year at Washington State. They handed it off some. They threw it to him a bunch. But then it's like these extended handoff type throws. Like it's a screen out here, and we're, just, we're throwing it out there to him. So it, technically it's a completion. Instead of a, a rush yard, it's a pass yard. But that's what we're doing. It's a given, and we're just moving our run game out there. Shovel pass, that's a pass attempt. If you shovel it forward, that's a completion. So lots of stuff that I think will look different. But what if, what if it's not ironed out into a well-oiled machine by week six? What then? What's everybody going to say then? Will there be some patience? I'm just asking. I'm not saying that any of that will happen. I'm just saying, what if? Ghost Texter says, Matt, do Kylan and Errol come back if Leach isn't the coach? Well, since we will never know, I have a feeling they probably would. You know, I think for those guys, it's it's probably less about who you're playing for and more about, in reality, what was my draft status, right? Because, you know, if you're Errol Thompson and somebody looks at you and goes, hey, man, you're guaranteed to go in the second round. Hey, Kylan, you are guaranteed to go in the second round of the draft. Well, guess what? They're going. The opportunity is too great to pass up in that case. But if not, come back. We'll wrap it up next. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 
Back on the show, wrapping it up with you now here on this Thursday. Been an interesting week around here. Still a little ways to go. You can be a part of the show. Love for you to be. Hit me up on the Divinity Equipment phone. It is 601-995-1059. That's how you can get out on the show. On the phone. Love to hear your voice today. You can also text the show. It's open to you. 885-ESPN. 601 number, 885-ESPN. If you need the numbers, that's 885-3776. On the text line, Ghost Texter says, How will Leach use Dante Jones and Spivey in his system? Yeah, because there hasn't been a whole lot of tight end use on previous Mike Leach teams, has there? If you look at Washington State, they didn't really have them. And there's a quote in the past from an interview somewhere down the road where Mike Leach said, you know, it'd be great to have a tight end, but it's hard to find good ones. <laughs> and I can promise you that they've had good ones at State, and in a lot of ways they've been underutilized, it felt like, at times. Or at least, for whatever reason, hard to get them the football in previous years when they are big and strong and fast and it seemed like they could really be weapons. And those two guys really catch the football, especially Dante Jones. He really catches the football, former wide receiver. He's gotten big and he's, what, 6'4", 6'5", 240 pounds. And Spivey is, like I've said before about him, you saw him you know, get his feet wet this past year and play some, but what I've said about Spivey is that prototypical make sure he gets off the bus first when you go on the road. That's the impression you want to make on people's guys like that. He's got to grow up, you know, and and just mature and play and get more experience and all that kind of stuff. But certainly would have to be weapons. Have to be. Really interested to see if that's a wrinkle. That because you have true tight end type of guys, 6'5", 240s, that are already on the roster, how do you use those? So that's a good question. Some of the other texts that came in uh, throughout the show that maybe we didn't get to. Let's see here. True Maroon. We were talking about OBJ and the policeman earlier in the locker room. That's blown up into a big story. True Maroon says he did not square up with the policeman. Whoever said that is a clown. He started dancing in... Uh, everything after he smacked him, okay? So that's true, Maroon. Matt on the text line says, would all these people defend the aggressor if it were a random civilian rather than an athlete slash celebrity? Well, now that is a really good question. So we're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. going up behind the policeman in the locker room. There's video of it and going, you know, hitting him on the rear end in a the way you do a teammate after a touchdown or something, but in this case, he did it to the security of the policeman in the locker room. It's really apples and oranges. You can't really duplicate the situation or the environment outside of what it was. That's a good point. That's, That's a, a permissive environment. Well, it's a very good point, Roger, because we can't... And a little I, rough. I can't sit there and imagine <laughs> a random civilian in the national championship locker room during the post game. You know, because it's not going to happen. So that's a really good point. You take the story, and that's all you. That's what you get out of that. Got a great story to tell, man. Odell Beckham. Yeah, 
Miko says, OBJ is doing everything he can to get released from Cleveland. So he's trying to he's gonna get himself arrested and maybe that'll work. <laughs> maybe he is. Shane texted the show and said, let's hear about Bama's next championship, RTR. No. Mm -mm. Y'all have had enough of them, Shane. Can't you just, Shane, enjoy the last 17? Because we all know it hasn't actually been 17. Right? Like a bunch of those just claim national championships, right, Shane? Look, and I realize I'm I'm bordering on starting a big issue. <laughs> just by saying it. All right. Divinity Equipment phone. Jason hanging on in Flagstaff, Arizona. Jason, thanks for calling the show. 995-1059. What's up, Jason? Hey, man. Uh, nothing, nothing much. Uh, I had something to say about Shoop and kind of changed my mind there. Oh, uh, Bear Bryant had a quote where he said that if a laundromat in Tuscaloosa voted them national champions, they would claim it. So. Yeah, it's you know, and look, there was an article in AL.com, I think it was two summers ago, and they went back and did an interview with yeah. the person who was the longtime sports information director at Alabama back in the day, back in the you know, 70s, 80s. And he he said yeah. outright, he said, Yeah, we came up with this idea that being able to yeah say you had all these national championships would actually help the program. He said, so we went back and looked in the archives, went back as far as we could go, and we found ways to claim as many of them as we could. Yeah. So they just kind of admitted it, you know. Yeah, that sounds right. It says a lot about State and Minnesota that they don't try to claim that what is it, 1945 or 41 somewhere in there? Yeah, I think it's 41. Where they mm -hmm. they can argue that they split it and Alabama, Alabama, I'm calling them Alabama. <laughs> they come in and claimed it. Yeah, they came in and claimed it. <laughs> the two schools that deserve it, they're not bothered. I mean, but yeah, what I want to say about Shoop, yeah, I I kind of hurts my feelings that he's not staying in state. Uh, that defense last year was not that bad, considering you know the suspensions and. The offense, you know, perpetually put them in bad positions and they couldn't even breathe half the time against good defense. Hey, you know, the offense couldn't move and the right. defense would have to go right back on the field. Mm -hmm. Boy, it was a double whammy I'll for hang him, up wasn't listen. it? Thanks, Jason. That's a really good point. It was a double whammy for Bob Shoop in that defense for a lot of the year. By that, I mean what Jason just pointed out. So, eight of your games. You had a whole bunch of your defensive players not on the field because of the suspensions. You know, you didn't have Autry out there. You didn't have Willie Gay out there and a couple other. You didn't have Marcus Murphy out there. So you're shorthanded in eight of the games. On top of that, you're playing on a team who the offense couldn't stay on the field for a lot of those games. So shorthanded and having to run back out on the field after a bunch of three and outs. It's still a pretty decent job. What, it gave up 20 points in a situation like that at Tennessee? Of course, they played some of those guys at Tennessee, I guess. But you're right. Look, it's no question. Bob Shoup is a very good coach. He's a good coach. And he got a lot out of them the last couple of years. He definitely did. 
And um, yeah, I kind of hate to see him go also. Did not get to spend just a ton of time around him personally, but I know some people who did, and they're very highly thought of, he and his family. So they'll be missed, but that's coaching, and they come and they go. Standing account with U-Haul. The old joke used to be that about a Southern Baptist preacher. It said, you know your Southern Baptist preacher if they write your name on the church sign and dry your race marker. And if you have a standing account with U-Haul. <laughs> you certainly would say the same thing for football coaches. No question about that. Mad male person on the text line says, the very first Landshark defense with Tony Fine blew the uh, Pirates' best offense up that he ever had. A good defense will stop him. So, yeah, what year would we have to go back to? That's right. I remember some of those Ole Miss teams playing Texas Tech over the years, right? Didn't they host Texas Tech in a regular season game in Oxford back in the early 2000s? Maybe maybe during the time when Eli Manning was playing even at Ole Miss. That's how long ago it was. But, but then you had bowl matchups with them also. By the way, great cold read on that with the uh, implied punctuation. <laughs> on his, everybody, there was there was no comma or period. But Matt Matt read it right. <laughs> well, it just shows you that I've it been. It took me a couple of read throughs to get it. Well, it just shows you that I'm very uh, affluent in text messaging because nobody puts punctuation in texts. <laughs> you know, and what I do a lot of times, Roger, is I use the voice function on the iPhone. My iPhone I from C Spice. Yeah, so I don't. <laughs> Well, what I, it, you hit the little, you go in there to start a text, and you hit the little microphone, and you just start talking, and it turns your speech into text, and then you can preview it, and I tell it the punctuation, and and it's kind of like sending a telegraph. It's like, hey Roger, comma. This is Matt. Period. I'll see you tomorrow. Exclamation point. <laughs> it's like sending a telegraph, sort of. Wow. And stop, then, you know, <laughs> right, stop. But then you do have to check it to make sure that it, because you know, it's a little hit or miss sometimes. There's some, uh, there's some pretty funny fails out there. No doubt. Yeah. Millennium Falcon on the text line said, "Sure, State will be patient. They're still waiting on Moorhead's offense." <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks for all the calls and the texts and the interaction today. I enjoyed it. Two hours of it. We'll do it again tomorrow. Kind of wrap up the week tomorrow. Some fun stuff on tomorrow's show. I look forward to it, and I hope you do too. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. For Roger and all of us, we'll see you tomorrow. See ya! been listening to the Matt Wyatt Show.